Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Great Internet Blitz right here, 4th of July weekend um, via YouTube, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. We're going to have a great show today. I'm your host, Oscar Lopez. I'm Kishi Free and Troy Wilson will not be with us today, but they will be here next week to um, celebrate uh, 4th of July. We're going to get back to the WFA playoffs coming up July 8th. Uh, today we have two special guests on our uh, special 4th of July edition of the Blitz. And we're going to have the uh, legendary running back WFA champion uh, from the Dallas Desire, Odessa Jenkins. And we are going to have BAFA women's uh, multi-champion uh, with the uh, Birmingham Lions, Phoebe Skessler as well, uh, from the Great Britain um, squad that was at the uh, British Columbia Canada event at the I-5 Women's World Championship 2007 tournament. So uh, in a couple minutes here, we'll get them on. And we'll talk to them about the experience, the Six Nations, uh, the inclusion of Mexico, the inclusion of obviously Australia included as well. Um, big deal there as well. Uh, the tournament was just excellent. So I want to uh, give a shout out to Jawslar46, a random fan, a random not fan, um, I'm sorry, random riot fan at Backseat Coach, 1340 AM Fox Sports. Uh, W34VI1, which is Ashley Edinson, uh, Tercer Cuarto, Maximo Avance, and double coverage for the uh, amazing uh, coverage during the week of June 24th through the 30th, and as well as Reddit College Football, which did some amazing highlights of the live events as they were happening. So um, we'll be back next week full force with uh, the results of the July 8th WFA playoffs going to be very exciting. Division one in the WFA, we're looking at right now, uh, San Diego Surge, the return of the San Diego Surge, uh, taking on the Dallas Elite, which is a rematch of about two years ago. So we're going to talk to Odessa about that matchup, as well as the um, gold medal winning three gold medals now for Team USA at the IFAB Women's World Championships. Um, and then you have Chicago Force Division one. Chicago Force, Sammy Grossoff, he, uh, you had Cassie Brick off Canada. You saw her in action as well. Um, they're going to be taking on Boston Renegades and a couple of their all-stars as well. They were at the IFAB World uh, Women's Championships. Boston, really top-notch this year. Uh, Kay Hill's back in form. Um, you got Adrian Smith as well. And so it's going to be a great clash. Um, they've met before in season. It's going to be another rematch there. San Diego, always a classic against the Elite. So the WFA Division One matchup is already pretty much set, and it's going to be a good one uh, this coming July 8th. Um, tune to our, our Twitter feed as well as our Facebook page for all the updates there. Division Two, Tampa Bay Inferno. Uh, it's going to be taking on the Montreal Blitz in New York. It's going to be a neutral site uh, because of the travel and everything constrictions out there, as I was told. So it's going to be basically in New York territory. Uh, Montreal, very impressive coming uh, coming out of the IWFL from last year. They've always been top-notch in the IWFL, as well as multi-champions there in the in the league. So they're going to showcase um, their their you know their style now in the WFA, which is what we wanted to see anyways. Top-notch teams compete in the WFA, and Division Two is no different. So Tampa Inferno 
Um, they've come a long way from, you know, three years ago in the program, two, two back-to-back years they've been in playoff mode. Now it's a matter of getting back to the Division II championship and see if they can punch it in. Uh, Mahal Blaze have been very impressive. Uh, a lot of people have marked their schedule during the year, but unfortunately they have to play their schedule, and that is their schedule, and they've played tremendously throughout the year and um, basically undefeated at this point. So now they, they faced the Division II champion from 2016, St. Louis Slam. A lot of people predicted them to be here. The Slam, uh, another uh, squad that is very tough to beat, and uh, Taylor Hayes and company there is going to be very tough. The defense there is very tough. So we're going to see how the Slam uh, takes care of business in Division Two. We're also going to be looking at uh, into the Division Three round, which we haven't talked about most of the year at all for Division Two. So Orlando Anarchy, what a story there, uh, especially with the Pulse event and everything else. They've come around this year um, to really put a program together, and they're competing in Division Three. The benefit here is that the WFA actually slated a playoff format for Division Three, which they didn't do last year, and I think they did a real good service this year. So Anarchy taking on Toledo Rain, Toledo very tough. Um, and so that's going to be the matchup in Division Three. South Renegades, very impressive. We'll take on the Arkansas Wildcats. We'll see how that works out. they got to, they got to go from Arkansas all the way down to South Oregon. We'll see how many players can make it there, and will that be a big factor. But other than that, South Oregon Renegades, I mean, they deserve to be here. They've played really well all year, and so is Arkansas. So there you go. Zydeco, nowhere to be found from last year. So you can tell right now, based on the format that the WFA had put together now, you're looking at the fact that now this is more legit in that format for playoff purposes. So we're looking at that. Um, in the IWFL, the setup is already done. I mean, it's four teams. We're looking at that. Tony, uh, Tony Fuller of the USA football team, uh, top-notch athlete, now will return back to Austin and try to get an IWFL championship with the Yellow Jackets as they take on the Houston Energy. Uh, the pretty, pretty much the – in the IWFL, these are the four teams that everybody knew were going to be in the final. It's just the way it was. Uh, Utah taking on Sacramento Sirens, a return of the Sirens similar to the San Diego Surge. So at this point, we're looking at some really good football being played in the IWFL. Can anybody beat Utah? That is the question. And at this point, the only team that really could probably beat Utah will be Austin. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if they can do it at this point because Utah has been very, very, very great in that aspect of it. Um, June 24th through the 30th, the Six Nations competed in Vancouver. Uh, Team USA taking the gold, 41-16 to against Canada. Canada the silver, as well as Mexico. Surprise took the bronze against uh, Great Iron Britain. I mean, Great Britain, excuse me. Uh, today in the No Joke Football Huddle, we're going to have two of those participants in the huddle. And we have, uh, we're going to have the legendary WFA running back Odessa Jenkins of the Dallas Elite, as well as Team USA. And then right now, uh, joining me right now, is going to be BAFA women's superstar uh, champion uh, from the Birmingham Lions and the Great Britain squad. It's going to be uh, Phoebe Skessler. And Phoebe, are you on? I'm here. Thank you. Hi, Phoebe. Nice to finally chat with you. I know we've been back and forth messaging and stuff like that. Um, we're going to get uh, Odessa in here in a couple minutes as well. So, um, Phoebe, what a week. I mean, uh, Six Nations, uh, Mexico at one point or another was – uh, thinking that they were not even going to make it to Vancouver because of the issues with their federation and their funding and stuff. And, and lo and behold, uh, you get to, you know, match up with them uh, in the bronze matchup, which uh, you guys played really well against Finland. I have to give you credit. I, everybody knew you guys were kind of come in 
with that motion to just take on Finland out, you know what I mean? And uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about the journey to get to Vancouver and then the first matchup in terms of the rematch uh, from 2015. Yeah, absolutely. So Finland has always been our goal. You know, we, we lost to them in our European championships in 2015 and in the finals. And to be honest, Finland's the only team we'd ever lost to. Uh, so we basically, for the past couple of years, have been working towards beating Finland. And then when we found out that we would be playing them in our first game um, to kind of open the whole tournament, I think it just kind of fueled us even more. Um, you know, we've, we basically only had about nine practice days as a whole team GB leading up to traveling to Vancouver. Um, and, you know, a few injuries and all that leading up to it as well as expected. Um, but, you know, when we, we had that first game against Finland, I think defense really brought it to them. And, and that mildly being biased because I do play on defense. But, you know, Finland shut down our offense for the most part. Um, and it was just, I think we counted it. I think we had 78 drives on defense and 28 on special teams. And then I think something like 32 on offense in that game against Finland. So it was definitely a, a defensively dominated game. But, you know, Finland's a great team. They're really well drilled. They've got wonderful programs, uh, the best in, in Europe, really, in terms of their programs for women, youth, and men. Um, so we knew that that's always been our, our goal. Um, you know, and then coming into the rest of the tournament from there, we ended up playing Canada, which was an incredible experience to play, you know, second best seeded in the world. And to see where we kind of stand amongst them, that was huge for us to be able to measure ourselves and where, where our program needs to be. Um, and then, obviously, from there, we went on to play Mexico. And, and Mexico is a really interesting one. For us, we came into it thinking that it was definitely a winnable game. Um, you know, we've been – Great Britain's been the underdogs before. And in this case, Mexico was a big surprise to everybody. And, and they definitely were the underdogs. And I think – the second that you start thinking, oh, well, they're just Mexico, they won't be able to do it, that almost gave them more fuel to perform at their best. And, and on the day, they were definitely the better team. They're a quick, well-drilled team. Um, so they, they deserve to win, as heartbreaking as it is for me and the whole team, they definitely deserve to win that game. Yeah, and um, Phoebe, you know what? Uh, the two games that you guys played uh, against Finland, very competitive, three-point games, uh, Mexico, also a very competitive game. Um, just it's the same level of football, I think, and that was what uh, we enjoyed, I enjoyed watching because of the fact that, like you said, there was defensive overtaking in some of the games and low scoring wasn't a big, you know, nobody was really scoring that big. Offenses were basically put on a, on a position where they had to be creative, you know, with trick plays or they had to get to the sweeps on the, around the, on the edges. And there was a lot of things that, you know, that you guys did well. And Mexico's speed, I think, impressed me a lot more than anything. Um, I know you got, you know, you got Ruth, who's just a beast, you know, 21's a beast yeah. on your side, uh, which was, I think, really the big factor in when you guys beat Finland, too. I mean, she was just on point. Uh, you got Claire Davis as well that stood out. Uh, Jessica Anderson, I think uh, Lucy also stood out. So, you, got, you know, you got some yeah. main players on that side of the ball as well. Uh, offensively, I think everybody in the tournament besides – maybe Team USA, uh, offensively we knew that everybody else was probably going to be very defensive 
in terms of their outfit. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw that in a lot of shutouts. You saw the shutout against Australia from the, uh, from the Finland team. You also saw, you know, the, uh, tw- the 31 to six uh, victory from Canada against Australia. Um, you know, your, uh, your, uh, you know, 35 to zero loss to Canada. So, so defensively, I think there was a lot of pluses there in the tournament to know that uh, football is being played at a high level and linebackers and safeties and all that, they're on point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was great to see all the different teams. And I think one of the biggest things to take away from the entire tournament was actually that how, how the margins are getting closer. You know, maybe back at the last world, it was, you know, USA were miles ahead. And don't get me wrong, they are definitely incredible to watch and they're, they're something to aspire to. But I think that that we're slowly catching up and teams are getting better and, and that's not such a big gap anymore. I mean, even looking granted, granted USA did dominate in the final, there's still, you know, Canada had some great sparks throughout. So, you know, we will get there and and I have no doubt that teams will keep kind of nipping at the heels of team USA. Phoebe, you know, the, the scores were not double digits, which was very impressive for the tournament. Because the last two tournaments, we're looking at 66 to zero blowouts. We're looking at 107 to seven blowouts. Uh, this year, you really it was under 40 points. Um, and for Mexico to come in and and keep hold, uh, keep USA to under 30 points, very impressive in terms of their defense, in terms of their aspects with offensive. Offensively, they couldn't do it, but you know defensively, US was very stout as well. So, but you know you got to give them credit. Uh, the games were closer. I, mean, I think everything was under 30, uh, under 40, 40 points. Besides, uh, I think the 48 to zero win against Finland. Um, even uh, the Australian team ended up getting on the board, which in the last two tournaments there was teams that never got on board. And so now, uh, to your credit as well as you're mentioning, yeah, the the level of football has grown, and now uh, every team feels like they can score on each other. And I think that's that's a, a great thing going forward. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, and it was great to see new teams like Australia and Mexico and, and see how they performed. I mean, gosh, you know, Australia had such a long journey. Finland had a long journey. And, and all these teams coming to this one place and, and really giving their all. And it was just a great atmosphere to be in. I always say that with women's American football, there's, there's something so unique about it because we all stay in the same accommodation. We see each other every day. Um, you know, we had a stash swap one day before our finals, and, and we can do that. We're able to get on so well with each other and support each other, um, and that's, I think that's so huge for the women's game, especially because it is still in its infancy. Phoebe, the, the Great Britain team showed a lot of grit. Uh, the first game was very exciting. The opening game, i got to give you guys credit, you know, to, to put a nail-biter in it, basically 27-21, the Finland team, you guys, uh, put a great opening day one. I think, uh, you know, you gotta, I got to give you guys the whole credit, both squads, basically, to come out and open the game 27-21. For an average fan, I mean, that was a really close game. You know, normally you'd get blowouts or something like that, but that was a really close game. And then to open day one with uh, Mexico staying very competitive for about a quarter and a half or so, um, and USA has always been a second-half second, second half team, so 29-0, got to give them credit there as well. Um, you know, and then – Canada winning 31 to six at the beginning. So it wasn't such like, you know, we're looking at 66 to zero, big double digit numbers. So I think that right there says a lot about the tournament. Now, day one, it was really good football being played. Day two, 
uh, a couple blowouts in there, but we were, you know, you expected that. Um, USA against Finland, you got Canada against yourselves, uh, you know, the gold medalists and the silver medalists, and obviously coming from the country that, that has traditional football, there was going to be some sort of, you know, difference there. But day three really is, uh, day one and day three are really the ones that stand out because I think it was really competitive besides the fifth place game in general, but the bronze game was very competitive. And the fin, uh, the um, you know USA 41 to 16. Canada really impressed me, um, putting up 16 points, which they had not done in the last two tournaments. So, um, Phoebe, let's let's bring in uh, our our legendary running back, and you know her very well. And let's bring in uh, yeah. OJ Jenkins and uh, Odessa. Thanks for making the time today. I know it's short notice, Fourth of July, and all that good stuff. And I really appreciate you coming on. Um, but I needed to get you guys on because um, the tournament just ended and I needed to make a statement here and I wanted to just bring, you know, two quality individuals that participated in this tournament and you, of all people, uh, was the one that I thought of. So um, congratulations on the gold medal. Um, and Thank you. What Thank a tournament. What a tournament uh, in, in, a, in a week's time. I'm talking about the social media following awareness. I had people messaged me on Twitter going, is this football? Is this pro football? I mean, I had people really, in other words, you know, based on the coverage that happened through social media, through all the buzz that we did, and everything that, you know, not just myself but other folks did, um, I think we really opened a lot of eyes to people understanding that there, you know, there's high-level uh, quality football. But I think more so, uh, I think people realize now uh, that there's a world tournament for this kind of sport. You know what I mean? So I, that's, I think, yeah. people didn't know. No, it's, it's, it's been awesome, I think, for sure, uh, comparatively to uh, the last the last two tournaments, the social media following, even the media following at the tournament, the number of photographers and just media outlets taking pictures and getting B-roll, um, like there, there was definitely a buzz and a presence about, about it this year, and it's a testament to all of the women and men who uh, – who got us here previous years. So, yeah, it's, it's been an exciting time. Uh, Odessa, I'm going to put you on the spot here. you got a lot of legendary people on this squad, and, you, and I'm talking about USA football right now. Um, we have Phoebe on here as well. But, uh, um, but you know, in, in the, the last run, if you want to consider that, a lot, of the, a lot of the individuals that made the squad this year, you know, uh, we're talking, you know, yourself, Lisa, Allie, uh, you know, just a lot of a lot of players. If you go through the roster, there's a lot of players that are basically going to that phase now where they're thinking of going, you know, moving on, number one, or going into coaching or other realms. So this has got to be great for you guys to set the benchmark at three consecutive gold medals. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there are a lot of women who are pioneers in this game, as you said, you know, all three quarterbacks, uh, some great defensive players, receivers. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people, um, a, a lot of women who've been playing this game for decades who are hanging it up and, and doing other things, whether inside of, or outside of football. And I just think there's there's no better way, obviously, to go out than than with the with a world title. But I think we feel really excited that we're leaving the game in good hands, whether that be us moving on to coaching or the younger players who. Uh, who showed up and showed out at the tournament. It's, it's been pretty exciting. 
Odessa, tell us a little bit about the journey here. Um, I was really impressed with Tony Fuller. She put up a video up there. We 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 reached, you know, we shared the video. She was very emotional. Uh, it took a lot of work for her to get to where she's at. That's an, that's one story there. Uh, Twenty one was just a beast. Uh, Hannah, uh, <laughs> I think it's yeah. the uh, Jackson Reed. I mean, what a what yeah. a beast. I mean, it's like I was yeah. watching it on the live feed, and I'm like, where is three? There's no need for three. 21 is just taking over here. <laughs> and so, I mean, it yeah. was great to see the fact that, you know, you had options, but, you know, those those individuals were hungry to showcase themselves on a, on a large stage. And I think that, that was what we took away at this tournament from this tournament is there was other individuals, as you're, as you're saying, that have come up and want to really represent not just the team, but, you know, but the whole sport as a whole. No, that's the point of it, right? I mean, Hannah DeGraffenried, uh, we call her Bam Bam. Uh, she she likes to call herself Little Zeke. I think, you know, she's 24, 20, 24 yeah. years old, 25 years old, just new to the game. And, you know, um, Angela Baker and, as you said, Tony. And there, there's just there's just even Alexis Snyder. I mean, she's been playing for a while, but still, you know, fresh and, and, and balling yeah. and so it's it's a really exciting time, and I think the tournament was a was a great way. To your point, like you know, Hannah showed a different style and an exciting run style, and just a a big body and one of those unique LeBron like sort of physiques that um, really transcend the game and create superstars. So I'm really excited to be leaving the game in the hands of people like her. I think that that's that's the ultimate, like, kiss goodbye, right, that you can leave the game in the hands of somebody that's going to take it farther than you could. That's the point, at least. Odessa, I'm going to just poke a little fun here. Uh, Konecki on the other side on a losing end for the first time. How did that feel for you to watch across and go, he's not, a, he's not, a, he's not the champion from the, from the previous two. But, you know, he had a new team yeah. and new things happen and stuff. But I, I'm just poking fun. But, anyways, he did a great job with Australia uh, as well as Jen did. Unfortunately, they're not at the same level as you, you know, as, as USA or Canada or even Great Britain at this point, or even Mexico, which surprised me. But, but Mexico's had, you know, women's football for ten years, you know, in terms of clubs and everything else. So, um, so how did that feel? I mean, Konecki's on the other side, and you're you guys are celebrating over here. Was there anything like, oh wow, there's our previous coach? Yeah, no, I think um, you know, I, I know, it, I know, I know a lot better than to 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 brag about somebody else not winning because uh, yeah. I've been there. And, you know, I've gone head-to-head with, with Coach Konecki and played for him and played against him, and uh, he's he's quite a foe. And, um, and you know, my WFA season's not over, so I'd be a fool to be, be talking down to anybody right now. But I think that I have a major respect for how Australia played, given that, you know, in the in the dorms and there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you guys weren't able to see, but I I, I was able to hang out with some of the offensive linemen on Team Australia, and some of those women like they were a year in and paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and worked so hard. So you know to to demean Coach Konecki would would mean to demean them and 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 demean one of my best friends in Jen Welter. And so I I respect. I think that it. You know, we are all trying to take this game into a next level um, in our own ways, and so I, I just I just focus on the fact that Team USA was able to come out and do things the right way, 
I think that, you know, Coach has a reputation of being a hard guy, and this, this game has needed certain things at certain times. I just think that right now it, it, it needed something different, had something different, and we were able to come out with the same result, which is cool. I'm impressed with Australia because, like you said, the short term to get here, uh, the competitive level that they put up, defensively they played really well. Uh, offensively they, they struggled, um, that, and that's a fact right now based on, you know, the results. But defensively they had some really good defensive players, and I think they can, they can basically evolve from that because defensively they were really good. Uh, offensively yeah, they, that, still, they still need a little bit of work to get to, to, get to that level. Um, you know, besides Christy Moran, who was probably the standout out of out of them in terms of offensively, but defensively there was a lot of players that made very good plays and and kept them in the games. So we got to give them credit on defensive side. But it doesn't surprise me, you know. Jen's a linebacker. You would think the defense would <laughs> defense would, would would be in, and that's what it was. So you defensive showed yeah, up for the Australia the team. in terms of in terms of sports that they played, the skill set, and if some of those girls are rugby you know, the transition yeah. from rugby to playing defense is probably much more natural than it is to playing offense. And so I just think that there's something there that they'll catch up on. And then I think they had a starting quarterback who ended up not coming uh, to the world game. So that that actually hurt them as well. I, I think Team Australia is going to be fine. And if they if they stick with, you know, Konecki and his offensive scheme, they're going to be all right. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about them. Were you surprised um, at Finland? Uh, the output of Finland, I mean, being bronze medalist the last two years, I think there was a drop-off there as far as I can tell in terms of a roster. There was probably players, just like you guys are in transition right now, to might be part ways, but I think there was players that probably weren't there from the previous two tournaments. And at this year, I think it, it hurt them offensively. I think defensively they played okay. But, you know, to finish fifth, maybe a little disappointed there in Finland, I guess. Yeah, I, I was I was actually pretty shocked, I think, being that Finland in the past has been one of the best European teams and, you know, in the last games they, they played really, really well and played passionate and had some really great, great, uh, great athletes. But I think that they were definitely, they seem to be in a rebuilding type of situation. I think Team Mexico, you know, showed up and surprised a lot of people with their skill and their scheme. And um, I think, I think Finland kind of, kind of fell behind the rest of the world, kind of caught up and passed them a little bit. But I, I think with the coaching and the interest that they have, and I know some American players have gone over to play in Finland in their, their year-round league, so I don't, I don't doubt that they'll be coming back, coming back in the next Worlds. Odessa, game one, uh, you guys, you know, out of the box. I was telling Phoebe earlier uh, on our conversation here, they played a great game, 27-21 against Finland. It was really close. So for a fan, when you saw the first game, you're like, oh, my God, three-point, you know, three, four-point differential, you know. And then all of a sudden, uh, Mexico really played pretty well for like a quarter and a half. And you guys have always been a second-half team anyways, you know, to get started. Um, And all of a sudden here, they hold you to 29 points. Was that surprising to you or based on their play that you were watching? Was that something, okay, well, they're coming to play or – because they didn't score, but they were close to, uh, you know, threatening almost uh, almost uh, every other time they got the ball. Yeah, no, I think that the, I don't think I know that the Team Mexico was a good team. I think we knew that they'd have really uh, fast sideline to sideline skill players because of how developed they are at the flat and flag football. 
what we weren't sure of is what they'd look like and how they'd hold up on the line of scrimmage. And they did well. They, I think they had good gap integrity and, and really uh, strong, smart uh, play recall and linebackers. And so I think – I don't think that they surprised us in the fact that they were competitive – um, just talking to some of those women and where they're from and sort of what the, what it took to get there, we knew that they would be playing, um, literally representing their country. So we, we expected a, a brawl. But I think in terms of how close the game was, um, we expected to have some close games. The coach talked about it all week in training camp uh, that the rest of the world's catching up and we're not going to be coming out you know, beating people by 100, that's just not where this game is anymore thanks to, you know, the Women's World Games and yeah. the, the, the flag tournaments that are going on. A lot of those women, even those coaches, you know, those co- the Team Mexico coaches have come to a couple World Games and and they've set and, and shadowed coaches and got schemes. So, yeah, folks, I didn't, I didn't expect for anybody to, to sort of get bulldozed in this tournament, and that they showed up and they played a great game. Uh, but I think we, we got our flow and realized uh, in, in game one against Team Mexico sort of where our strengths lied and, and, and played to those later on in the tournament. 12, I mean, you cannot be – you can't say enough about 12. I mean, Ashley just, mm-hmm. you know, showed mm-hmm. up, just like she normally shows yeah. up in the WFA when she had her diva. You know, when she was with Divas yeah. and everything. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, just I, I can't say enough. I mean, I'm in awe because uh, you can put her on a, a uh, an NFL level with. Yeah, she is. And so, I mean, I was really happy for her. I was really happy for her because she she caps, you know, a two-time WFA champion and then now a gold medalist. So, I mean, that's just one way to go out, a special way to go out in that regard. And she was a big factor in that game. Uh, as well as 21, yeah, like no, I said earlier. Great. So, yeah. Yeah, she's she's you know it, it's so funny we when I when I talked to her um, about coming to the World Games, it was at a time when we weren't we were adversaries or they had just beat us in a national championship game, but I knew the worlds were coming up and I thought it would be um, a really bad thing if the world didn't get to see how great Ashley. Wizen Hunt is playing this game and how dynamic she is and what a playmaker she is. I mean, she's she she's the best wide receiver um, in the world, and she showed it. And so, I thought I thought she did exactly what she does, which is which is go be great. And a fourteen, I cannot be more impressed. I mean, how many times do you have to leave the doors open for her just to weasel right into the end zone? It just it was just amazing. Lisa just does it every time. You know what I mean? It's like there it is. There she goes, <laughs> right in, boom. Um, so yeah, I mean you can't say enough for Horton. I mean she's just so impressive and so. Um, and not take away from Grisafi or, or or Hamlin, but for the most part, um, she always has a tendency to run. <laughs> Unlike you know the other two yeah, quarterbacks, no. uh, she does have a tendency to run, and she's been a wide receiver, so she knows <laughs> she knows she can run. <laughs> And so she was really impressive in that game, too, so. She was impressive all camp, too. I think, you know, uh, it was funny. I was – every time I saw Wisenhut play, I thought about Antonio Brown. I'm like, she's she's Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown, correct. Yeah, like, she does everything just like him. And then when you see Lisa play, you think of, like, she has her own space. Like, I don't think about 
I think the ultimate compliment to her is that you don't you don't compare her to anybody you've ever seen. She can run, but she can sling it as well. And so you want to put her, you know, in a place where the, with a Rogers or something like that, where she can just really yeah, yeah. Exactly. hurt you with her arms and in her le- and with her legs. But she's just she's a unique cat, and she's one of the toughest people you'll ever meet. So um, every time she touched that ball, she she damn near scored, which is which is pretty amazing. The final game, Odessa, let's talk about the final game here. Um, Canada, you knew coming in, they want gold. It's their homeland. It's make a statement game. Uh, Cassie Brick was like Supergirl, just running around the whole <laughs> tournament. You know what I mean? Left and right, sweeps on the left. I mean, it's like I could not believe this, this, this girl. She's just like just fast <laughs> and yeah. space as well. And so um, did you have anything going into this game, knowing that the other side really wants to, you know, win it? You know what I mean? They don't want silver. They've had silver two years in a row. They really want to come in. And, and, and I, every player that I talked to prior to the tournament, and even within the tournament, they're like, you know what, the benchmark is gold, and we want gold. So did you guys – I mean, at the, they scored 16 points, which you guys have not allowed – I think hadn't allowed a touchdown since uh, Germany, right? Like 107 to seven yeah, yeah, since Germany scored you. Mm-hmm. So uh, coming into this game, what were you? What were you? Uh, you guys as a team thinking? Obviously, they're hungry. They're in homeland. They want gold. What was the thought process there? Yeah, um, we didn't really think a lot about them. We thought a lot about us and talked about us and what our jobs were. And if uh, we felt pretty confident that if we did our jobs the way we were supposed to do it and, and remain disciplined, that there's no team on the planet that could beat us. And I think that proved to be true. I, we, you know, we, we saw Canada and their demeanor and the way they carried themselves all week and how great they played. And as you said, Cassie was running all over the place, but I, I think we were supremely confident in our defense and we knew that offensively, you can't do both. You can't. You can't put seven, eight in the box and cover our receivers. It's just, it was not. It is not possible. And so we felt like if we did, you know, what we were supposed to do and, and get to the perimeter on them and stretch them sideline to sideline and then come hammer them in the second half, that we felt like the game plan was going to work. So, yeah, we didn't. We I, to be honest with you, we we weren't thinking about Canada. We were thinking about the United States and the U S and all of our family and friends who were looking for us and all of our haters who were looking to see how much Canada was going to score. We didn't care. We just, we wanted to walk out with a gold medal and, and remain on top of the world uh, as it relates to women's football. Yeah. I mean, uh, Kowalski started out pretty well. And then uh, the only weapon I think was 80, which is Lawrence uh, Brandt, which is, she was really, really good. And so, uh, yeah, you know, other than that, receiver, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, and she's big, <laughs> big girl. Um, yeah, and she, and, she, and she was able to run some great routes, I think, against our oh, yeah. um, defense and had a, had a really get great pass on a sl- our great catch on a slant once. But again, I think for us to think that the rest of the world's been sitting on their hands in awe of us would just be arrogant. Um, we knew that, you know, I I stood shoulder to shoulder with a lot of those women from Canada and the world games and we played them through throughout the year. So we know they've gotten better and, um, that they're playing good football, but ultimately we knew the best team was going to win. And I, I bet everything I had that we were the best team and I'd do it again. Um, so that, that's where I stood with it and thank God we were right. 
Yes, uh, um, this is the moment here. Um, Diva's not in your way. Somehow the surge resurges <laughs> out of the playoffs. They take away <laughs> the Cal War Angels, and all of a sudden you get a familiar foe once again. <laughs> and so yeah. Um, yeah. we've talked about it off air. We've talked about it on you know Twitter rants and all this other stuff. Uh, apparently your schedule is very weak. That's what all the haters say. But the reality is you have to play your schedule and you've, you've done your part and you're here. So uh, no more, no divas in the way at this point, you probably have not to, not to say you're going to beat San Diego at this point, but knowing your potential, there's opportunity to move on. And if you do beat San Diego, as you just said earlier, um, you're going to get Konecki or you're going to get Cahill. <laughs> it's going to be a great, uh, two weeks of playoffs for the WFA, so it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I think, you know, we would we are looking forward to playing San Diego. We've had some great great games against them, and I think that this is going to be right up there with with one of the best we've ever had. They're a good team, peaking at the right time with some great athletes and and great coaches and a really good scheme. And I think they're coming into Dallas to kick our ass and, and uh, we're, we're ready for them. I'm not, we, I'm not looking past them. I I have respect for Boston and respect for Chicago, but uh, the only, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing um, San Diego surge logos in my sleep right now. They're all I can think about. So um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, everybody's talked about our schedule there's always a but, uh, but there's been a but, you know, there's been a but for three years since our team's been in existence. And so we don't, we don't listen to the noise. We're just going to go out and play elite football and, and let the, let, the, let everybody else do the talking. Odessa, thanks for making the time today. I really appreciate it. I know it's last minute and it's 4th of July and you're spending your time with family and stuff. Um, where can everybody get tickets? It's going to be in Texas. Uh, can you give us the website where they're going to get tickets to see this? Uh, people need to go see this game. This is going to be huge. Uh, it's a great matchup. San Diego, hungry, uh, 2012 champion. You guys, you know, twice runner-up two years, hungry for, obviously, the championship. Um, just let's let the fans know where they can get their um, get their butts into the seats to watch you guys. Sure. Go to DallasEliteFootball.com and click on the link for the San Diego Surge versus Dallas Elite playoff game, and you'll get tickets. Tickets are on sale right now, $10. Um, The sale ends on Thursday night, and then they're back up to our standard retail price of $15, so you get 5 bucks off if you buy your tickets online now. And it's going to be a great game. We're really looking forward to it. I appreciate you guys giving us the platform and keep doing what you're doing. Women's football needs this. Odessa, before I let you go, um, Phoebe's on. Uh, you want to say anything to her? We're just going to keep on chatting here until we're, we're done for the hour. But Phoebe, great competitor, great linebacker. Um, you know, they finished fourth. Everybody thought they were going to go bronze. But, uh, Phoebe, your, your, you know, your, your thoughts on the tournament as well as uh, with Odessa here? Yeah, no, I mean, it was amazing for us to be able to not only watch Team USA pra- uh, play, but also – to be amongst them in the accommodations. And there were multiple times where maybe we were out practicing, doing stuff and, and girls from the USA team would come over and be like, Oh, well try this and try this. And it was just an absolute pleasure to be around all these people. And a lot of them, you know, we've known each other through social media or following your progress. 
with the WFA. And so it was really great to finally be able to, to meet and chat to, to all of the teams. So, and I mean, the whole tournament, like we were saying earlier, everyone, all the teams have improved so much. And I can't wait to see where, where it goes from here. I think I've been trying to put a little bug in some of the coaches' ears about uh, we should do a USA versus the world game. Oh, that would be awesome, Phoebe. I'm 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 down with that. I think it would be cool. And so much respect to you, man. I know we had a chance to talk. We got a jacket exchange that we need to do. Exactly. I still have that for you. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you guys uh, enjoy it, and um, I I really um, I appreciate it. Phoebe, keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to uh, to catching up with you here in the states sometime soon. The same to you. It's been an absolute pleasure to get to watch you play and, and finally meet you in person. So I really appreciate it. Odessa, um, before I let you go, are we retiring? Is this the end road? Yeah, this is it, man. I got to focus on coaching and and, yeah. uh, and and really honing that skill. And I think, you know, more than ever, women's football needs coaches and players who have uh, – and female coaches, head coaches. Uh, to to be successful and and be focused and so I want to give that back to the game and I think after this year I would have done everything that I needed to do as a player so yeah this is it man I'm hanging them up. Well, I will give you just a, a little t- a tidbit of advice. You're a very good motivational speaker, so maybe that's the route you take on, on top of coaching <laughs> because I think that's well. There's that's a lot your of that in of coaching, tea. so. No, I know, but that's, I I think you're very inspirational. So I I think that's one of the key things that makes you special as well. So uh, conveying that message to new players and upcoming players, um, you know, on both sides, I think that'll be great for you as well and um, make you stand out as well. Uh, Hopefully, you know, um, I'm waiting for the announcement, you know, um, Phoebe, Buffalo Bills, then you got Katie, San Francisco 49ers. I'm looking for Odessa Jenkins, Dallas Cowboys, maybe. I don't know. Could happen. <laughs> you never know what can could happen. happen. Man, but I'm just yeah. going to keep so going. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that moment. We'll so, uh, but Odessa, thank you for making the time. I really appreciate it. And have a great 4th of July. Uh, we'll keep tabs on the playoffs this Saturday. And then hopefully we can touch base um, at this point after Saturday and see what comes about with the results. But um, Dallas Elite taking on San Diego Search Division One Western Conference playoffs this weekend, Saturday. So, uh, you can go to DallasEliteFootball.com and get your tickets now. Let's do it. Be elite. All right. All right. Thanks, Odessa. All right, Phoebe, um, we got a couple minutes here. Um, I I hope your trip to to the States has been great. Um, the news, I mean, I, I wanted to get you on as well because uh, internship with the Buffalo Bills, kind of a big buzz in the women's game and especially – you know, you would expect it from a U.S. player, a U.S.-based player, but coming from you from the U.K., uh, that was even bigger news, I think. Yeah, it absolutely was. Um, I think I'm still in shock. <laughs> uh, I just feel incredibly fortunate to have this opportunity, and I'm so excited to work with Coach McDermott and his staff. You know, I've, I've got so much to learn, so I, I just can't wait to – be there and take all the information and help, you know, bring it back to the UK and, and help the game over in the UK grow as well. And, and kind of basically give people the opportunity to know it's okay that the NFL sees people in, in Europe, in the UK, wherever, and that women as well, you know, this is just another 
perfect example of how the NFL are so open-minded. You know, Sam Rappaport has been unbelievable in terms of getting involved. And, and it all stemmed from going to the Women's World Games and the career forum there. So it's been, it's yeah, I'm still in shock. <laughs> well, we're going to be looking forward to, obviously, the news that comes out of it and hopefully some preseason games like Jen did and you're able to be on the field during the preseason as well, and that would be awesome too. Um, you know, the Great Britain squad, let's talk about them right now. We talked about, obviously, the USA football side of things, but you guys opened up, you know, like I said, with, with the Finland uh, before we let you go here, Finland. And then you guys come in to play with uh, Canada. Um, so Canada a little tougher, uh, a, little, a little better defense, um, and you guys get shut out, but not because of lack of offensive effort in that regard. But can you tell us about the Canada, the day two matchup against Canada? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, you know, we we've done as much scout as possible from from them, and I think, you know, the thing that probably killed us the most playing Canada was our 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 DBs situation. Um, basically, you know, it's it over in the UK. There's actually no sports that teach a girl how to throw a ball from any age. Right. You know, we don't have softball or baseball. So for our DBs, they're they're not used to a ball being thrown nearly as far as teams like Canada, Mexico, USA can throw it. You know, I spoke to a, a few of them afterwards and they were like, you know, we were running alongside, I think it was number eight and too truthful. And back at home, that would have been the perfect timing to turn around and, and the ball would have been there. But because we're not used to that, the timing was so off for them that the second they turned around just gave them that little three yard cushion that they needed to be able to, get downfield and you know it's definitely a big learning curve for us um defensively it's it's something that we need to obviously get more girls to be able to you know train them from a young age how to throw a ball and and help with that kind of distance and accuracy um you know offensively I just don't think we probably offered them enough um in terms of challenging them and they were really able to to shut our offense down and and Ruth is an unbelievable athlete you know she was able to squeeze through gaps that I don't think many people would be able to so I it was an honor to be able to play team Canada um it was you know to say that we played the second best team in the world and and see how we sit alongside of them you know our special teams were on point we were we were giving it our all the whole time and um, I just think there. I don't think we can take negative things away from it. It was definitely just measuring where we stand in the world, and and that's where we need to be. So that's the next level that we need to step up to. Now going against Mexico, uh, Phoebe, it was really a different matchup because it's kind of on equal level because their their gameplay versus your gameplay was really good. You guys got speed on the corners with Ruth. They got speed on the corners with Andy Romero. Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of equals in terms of both teams. There was uh, obviously defensive defensively looked the same, and the score sort of reflects that. 19 to eight. That's a very close game, very close matchup. Uh, so coming up against Mexico, um, what, what were you guys' thoughts at this point? I mean, for us, we knew that. I think it, it was it, <laughs> we were watching film on them, and I remember our coach just saying, "Most people look slow on film." Mexico still looks fast. <laughs> and it's so true. They are so rapid. Um, they were, you know, for us, the D-line, by the time the D-line even 
got into the backfield, they'd already gotten rid of the ball. You know, the quarterback was that quick with her decisions. Um, I think defensively, they were not, you know, they were aggressive teams, definitely. They weren't afraid of tackling. And I think they used their, their size to their advantage. You know, they were, they were able to get low. And I think we probably had quite a few missed tackles because we probably weren't low enough on them. Um, so right. they played to their advantages, and I think they did a brilliant job. You know, it was, it was definitely a great matchup. And, and I think that they, they deserved to win. They were the better team on the day. Um, you know, it, it was very frustrating, I think, because we definitely thought it was a winnable game. Um, but no, they were, they were very well coached and I think it'll be a really exciting opportunity to play them again and, and see how we fare against them. So Phoebe, um, you guys coming off a silver medal win in the Euro championships and then to finish fourth, uh, one below bronze. I mean, what an accomplishment in terms of the program, the amount of time the program has been in place and the, the amount of effort that has been put in uh, by Mr. Messenger as well, including yourself and other folks in terms of just the British American Football Association in general. Um, so that's that's got to say a lot about you guys. You guys have pretty much elevated that game. Now it's going forward in terms of the regular season for the next couple of years to try to elevate maybe the league. Um, nobody really knows at this point, uh, but you're you know you're with Birmingham Lions and. Ever since you've been with them, they've obviously been champions at the end. So the, uh, the Sapphire Series has been very, very great for you guys. Is there an opportunity for you guys to go to 11-11 full kit now, or is it going to be still be under uh, under the 11 program? Yeah, so, I mean, for us, we basically have Division One, which is seven aside, and Division Two, which is five aside. Um, our right. 11s program is has only been running now for three years. Um, mm-hmm. And – Ideally, we would love to get up to 11. That's by far our ultimate goal. Um, I think we're just struggling with it at the minute in terms of numbers. So consistently getting the numbers to practice to play 11s might not be as realistic. Um, sure. We're trying to push people to get to the, all the teams that are playing sevens uh, for Sapphire. Um, you know, when we get back, in basically early August, we're looking to have our Diamond Series go, which is when we do get all of our kind of 11-11 skill camps and we have 11-11 games. Because off the back of this, the amount of women that are even more excited to play 11s has, you know, gone through the roof. The amount of support we've had at home, it's been unbelievable. Um, so I think what has to happen at the moment is, you know, we might have some individual club teams like Leeds, uh, Derby, Hertfordshire, Birmingham that could probably field an 11-a-side team, and we might just have a few games amongst ourselves. Um, right. But when it comes back to Sapphire, that, that most likely will stay at sevens for this year, um, build up to nines next year, and then hopefully by then we'll have enough participants playing 11s. Um, and that, that is our goal. I mean, the rest of the time, it will just have to be clubs kind of taking their own initiative to, to go out and play 11-a-side games. I mean, for us, last year, we went and played um, the Wolverines in Finland, um, and that was right. a 9-a-side game, and that was a great experience. So now we'll look to play an 11-a-side game somewhere else in Europe and, and just keep pushing, you know, you know, setting the bar and hope that other clubs will then participate and do the same type of experience as well because it's just about upskilling each other and the more 
experience that we can get as a nation, the better. The program is amazing. Uh, we've been following BAFA women uh, for a long time now. I mean, for our platform as well, you guys have done a tremendous job. The tournament has been really impressive. Uh, some of the coverage locally has gotten better. Uh, so everybody's kind of noticing the level of football, even on the nine and uh, nine aside or even seven and seven, which Australia does as well. And I think they're going to get to that level too, where they're going to have to go to probably nine and nine just so they can make the adjustment when the world's come. It's, it's not such a big leap. Um, but um, Phoebe, thank you for coming on to uh, doing the show today on 4th of July of all days. And I know you, you're vacationing and you're trying to get back to UK. Uh, I really appreciate you supporting us and uh, giving us the time today and, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. At the same time, it's been a pleasure to watch you play because you're one of the top players in, in the world. And so uh, we've witnessed uh, amazing football in this tournament in Vancouver. Um, you yourself and your teammates have done a tremendous job to finish fourth. Uh, Ruth, if you if you say if you see her, just tell her that Oscar is very impressed. <laughs> She's a, just a dynamite. <laughs> and uh, you know, 21. I, I mean, I, that's got to be the number for the tournament, right? 21. Dick yeah. from Reed out of U.S., and then, uh, you know, Ruth. And then I think 33 is the other number that stands out, which is Romero yeah. out of uh, Mexico. Uh, and so it's it's been it's been great to watch some of these running backs. I mean, they're just ultimate speed on there as well. So um, um, let the fans know, uh, Phoebe, where they can engage with you. Obviously, going forward here, you're going to do Buffalo Bills. So we're going to stay in contact with that and figure out where you're at and how you're doing there. Uh, but let let them know. I know you have a website that you can go because you're a personal trainer as well. So kind of give everybody the the feeds as to where they can engage with you. Yeah, sure. Um, well, if you're interested in playing women's American football in Europe for the UK, obviously we have BAFA Women, um, and that's on Facebook. I mean, if anybody wants to contact me at all with any questions or anything, you know, just Phoebe Schechter, that's um, CBSPT is usually my handle for Twitter, for Instagram, anything like that. And I'm, I'm always more than happy to help anybody any way possible. Um, so, yeah, please don't, don't hesitate to contact me at, for anything at all. Um, are you going to do Ninja again, or are you going to do anything <laughs> else besides? Or you're going to focus on this little NFL realm for the next couple months? You're like a, a world traveler, and so it's like trying to catch up with you is it's kind of hard, but uh, obviously you're always, always around. <laughs> well, but, you know, it's fun. It's fun to see that you're always everywhere. So um, for everybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, you you know, you've entered different competitions with different aspects besides women's football. Um, but uh, are you doing anything else? Or are you focusing on the bills and then moving forward to something else? Um, yeah, so – uh, ironically, my, my uh, Ninja Warrior audition would have been yesterday, <laughs> um, but I do course testing for them, um, which is, I mean, course testing for them has been the coolest experience. Um, basically, I go behind the scenes and get to run through all the obstacles and the heats and, um, you know, mm. I've, I've pretty much done all the obstacles. You just fall in the water an awful lot, but definitely, you know, I'd, I'd love to be involved with that more. I still have Kabaddi, so... You know, those tournaments are coming up. We have our, our competitions in India again in October. Um, you know, this week I head over to Kansas for Coaches Against Cancer, hosted by Oscar, Oscar Rodriguez, who I did my internship with at Laverne University last year. Um, so I think I'm, I've only really got about a week when I'm back in the U.K. before I head out to the Bills. So 
that really is my main focus because I just want to, I want to do the best that I can for everyone um, and just work hard through that. So once I get through that and um, then I can probably step back and see which wild direction I'm going next. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, the Bills results because I, I think it's a great move. You got Katie in San Francisco now. She was in Atlanta the year before. You know, obviously Jen was Arizona. Um, so it's a great program I think that the NFL has really emphasized on and I think to continue on, like I was joking with obviously OJ before she left, uh, you know, maybe Dallas Cowboys for her um, because she's right there locally. But yeah, hopefully, you know, that, that trend continues, you know what I mean? And uh, we get to see some of the pioneers in the U.S. leagues um, get their opportunity, obviously, to go into the coaching realm or go into some sort of um, aspect with NFL teams or NFL squads. So I think that's going to be great going forward. Um, Phoebe, thank you very much for coming on board. I know you're traveling and all that, and I think you're in Ohio, right? If I'm... I am, yes. <laughs> so where else can you be in Americana but Ohio? Ohio's obviously Americana. <laughs> So that's awesome that you're 4th of July in Ohio, of all places. I know. Completely random, but it's incredible. And then off to Kansas Thursday. So, no, it's been it's been amazing. I mean, this is the first 4th of July I've spent in the States in about five years. So I'm, uh-huh. uh, I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Phoebe, thank you again for making the time. Thanks to OJ uh, Odessa uh, Jenkins for coming on board on this special 4th of July edition of the Gridiron Blitz. Uh, we are going to be back next week with our co-hosts, Nkishi Free and Troy Wilson. Uh, and we're going to be talking, obviously, WFA playoffs. We're going to be talking to IWFL playoffs. Um, there's also the Italian League that's going to have their Rose Bowl this coming weekend, so we're probably going to talk about that. Um, so other than that, um, you know, Phoebe, you've been great. I really wish you safe travels out there. Keep us uh, in the loop in terms of your 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 things that are happening in terms of your personal, uh, you know, endeavor professionally. And then um, I'm just can't wait. I'm just like tickled happy to see what happens in the preseason when see you on the sidelines on an NFL field. That's just going to be awesome. Um, so thank you very much for making the time today. Thank you so much. And thank you for always being so supportive of women's sport. And, you know, you've been, you've been huge for the women's game and you've definitely got a, a great name within it. So thank you so much. Thanks, Phoebe. Safe travels. Uh, we'll keep tabs on you, and uh, I wish you a safe travel back to the U.K. when that happens. And uh, we're, we're going to be watching out for the Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, stories and insights. So thank you again. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Happy Fourth of July. Thanks. All right, guys. That's the uh, Great Iron Blitz Fourth of July special. Um, you got Odessa Jenkins, legendary running back and three-time gold medalist. USA football. She's getting ready this coming week, Saturday, Dallas Elite, taking on San Diego Surge. You can go to DallasEliteFootball.com, get your tickets. Don't miss it. Be there. This is a rivalry game. These two teams know each other very well. The winner will take on Chicago versus the winner of Boston, Chicago. Um, and that is an opportunity uh, of a lifetime there because uh, Boston hasn't been in the playoffs recently in terms of the championship final and Chicago hasn't been in there since I think 2012 and San Diego as well. Dallas has been there the last two years. They're very hungry. So if I had to put my prediction and money at this point, I'm going to say I got to go with Dallas and I'm probably going to go with Konecki because I just can't go against coach Konecki. So uh, probably going to go with Chicago. Uh, my prediction for division two 
will be Montreal, St. Louis. And then uh, in Division Three, let's go with Orlando. I think we'll pull the upset against Toledo. And I'm looking for South Oregon, a West Coast fan here, to try to take on the Arkansas Wildcats and win there. So that's the prediction there. In the IWFL, I uh, just can't go against Utah. So it's going to be Utah versus Sacramento. And I think Utah will finish it. I would really love to see Tony Fuller in her Austin Yellow Jackets in the final against Utah and um, get an opportunity for the IWFL championship. So um, follow us on Twitter and on Facebook for the latest updates, news, and stories on women's American football. Uh, on Twitter, at Great Iron Beauty. On Facebook, Great Iron Beauties. Follow our Instagram uh, gallery as well on Great Iron Beauties on Instagram. Plus shop our Zazzle shop at zazzle.com, Great Iron Beauties. Use daily codes and save up to 30% on all our stuff from tanks, tees, hoodies, and leggings. And don't forget to subscribe to our new podcast on iTunes. Uh, just follow the link on our Twitter feed or on our Facebook page. Follow us on Block Talk Radio as well, and you can uh, check out our weekly uh, series and uh, our weekly recaps of all the games and the, what's in the know. Next week, July, um, I believe Tuesday of next week, we will be back with Nkishi Free, and we're going to be back with Troy Wilson, and we're going to dive into some NFL offseason news and notes. We're going to dive into the WFA playoffs, the IWFL playoffs, and so that's going to be great uh, to start it off on a new year. And then we're coming back full force now. We were on hiatus, but I, uh, we're able to get ourselves back up. And I really appreciate everybody's support on Twitter and on Facebook and everywhere else. Uh, congratulations to uh, Team USA. Congratulations to uh, Phoebe's uh, great, uh, great Britain team, Mexico, for bronze medal. I want to give a shout-out to uh, the Aussie squad for a tremendous effort uh, in um, Vancouver, uh, Kenesha Sims, uh, Christy Moran, Lauren Evans, and the rest of the girls on the Australian team, Dr. Jen Walker, uh, Coach Kanicki, um, all of them uh, put together a great performance. They scored on Canada. They ended up scoring also on Mexico. I mean, they, you would not have thought that they would even put up points based on the program that they were putting together in the short period of time. So very proud of them to, to showcase themselves on a high level and at the end, um, you know, they're going to come back, and I know they're going to be back because they're hungry. And I know Lauren, I know they're going to just uh, come back next uh, tournament, and they're going to put their footprint on it as well as like Mexico did. So uh, congratulations to all the winners, Team USA, uh, Canada, silver medalist. And then um, the bronze medal goes to Mexico, finished fourth, Great Britain. Fifth was Finland, and Australia finishes in sixth. So for Oscar, uh, Oscar Lopez here, uh, for Nkishi Free and Troy Wilson, we'll see you guys here next Tuesday right here on the Gridiron Blitz Block Talk Radio, and you can catch us on iTunes and subscribe. Thank you.